1: AD, yo, somebody had
2: to pay, man. Somebody had to pay for Kyle Shanahan going all the way out there to D.C. and not be able to give it to the Redskins the way he wanted to. Somebody had to pay. And so you
0: so you saying next man up had to eat it? Next
2: man up was just going to have to wear that. And unfortunately for the Carolina folks, it was them. A 50-piece or a 50-burger, as the kids like to say. 51-13. 50 Niners burger. knock off the Panthers. And and proved to seven and O on the season. This is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. A lot to get into on this show. We're coming to you a little bit earlier than we normally do. Niners, of course, playing on Thursday this week. So we'll recap what happened with the Panthers, that debacle for Carolina. Uh, we'll we'll have Mike Schumann joining us, former 49er, grade one, was part of that very first Super Bowl championship winning team. <laughs> He'll join us a little bit later on in the show. Uh, we'll we'll dive into the, the Cardinals game on Thursday night, of course. And then uh, the NCAA came out with a with new ruling, and, and that, that's going to affect... Big. yeah and so we're 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 talking about that on all of our shows here on the Believe Podcast Network but first this beat down uh and and, and I don't I don't even know where to start I I the one thing that that stood out to me about this game what and and you remember ED I was I was I was, your boy was nervous your boy was a little nervous about this Carolina team coming in um and we, we talked about it at nauseum about how uh, Kyle Allen, the, the start that he's had and, and, and how good he has been for this team. And he was Garoppolo-esque in the sense that, you know, one of just a, a handful of quarterbacks to win his very first five career starts. And, and the guy hadn't even thrown an interception. He threw three of them on mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh-huh. And and, 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 and <laughs> as, well as, as well as Tevin played – we we gotta continue continuously talk about this defense. First, let's let's give out some game balls. Who, who 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 do you got? Let's let's on both sides, both sides of the ball.
0: Oh, oh man, I'm I'm just gonna go with the low hanging fruit on. Oh, this is easy. I'm giving one to Nick Bosa and and then we gotta go with with um Coleman it's it's
2: easy yeah this, this is an easy week right not not yeah, much this not is easy e- easy it doesn't take a doesn't take a, a brain surgeon to figure out who the game balls are going to this week I'm right there with you Bosa of course having the performance that he had with with three sacks and of course Tevin uh just going off and and, and I mentioned that somebody had to pay that was offensively but first let's talk about this defense though um it, all three levels ED and this team is starting to make uh, believers out of people you you, you I, I was paying attention to your your Twitter feed the other day and, and you were talking about how the national media they, they they got their toe in the water ED but um yeah. they they really don't want to go all in on this 49ers team right now yeah yeah you
0: know what it's, it's shocking to me and, and I and I put out that tweet and I was saying that you know like some good football minds out there guys that I respect that I know that they know the game and they look at it but they're still questioning whether or not this team is really this good, and 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 with they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. And I even had a had an interview today with the Phoenix station that did the same thing, where everyone's questioning it. And and my tweet was where I, I put out there. I'm shocked that you can't believe this team is this good because the weak point of this team is the quarterback position, and every and you know and and I'm getting a little feedback, and they're like, oh, you got to give him some love, and you have to do this, and I'm like, no, 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 people, did you not read all of it where I said, and he's good, he's the weakest point, and he's a good player. What I'm trying to point out to you is that the 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 weakest area of the 49ers football team is the quarterback position and he is a player that's playing at a level that people would love their quarterback to be playing at this team is good from top to bottom <laughs> that's that's the thing about it he's like I don't I, I can't say what they're going to be tomorrow but I can look at them right now and the greatest predictor of the future is the past right that's right so, you look at what they've been doing up until this point, Ericisms as you love to call them. Love them. Hey. I'm looking at what these guys do, it's repeatable. Why do I not expect cuz it's not smoke and mirrors on defense. Now it's it's some trickery Absolutely on not. offense
2: on defense. De- there's no no smoke, no mirrors. They they giving and, people smoke on, yeah, on, on, on defense. Whoever wants it, defense, they can catch. Yeah, it. It,
0: it's some Hogwarts stuff going on on offense, but on defense, it's it's just basic football. Dude, they blitz one time? They're playing straight coverage and just beating people up, and that was a good football team. So. That's what that's what I'm saying. So the weak point, and I truly believe that the weakest area on this football team is Jimmy, and Jimmy's getting better and better every week, and he's already good. So this football team is legitimate, man.
2: It, it the, f- listening to you know some of the post game pressers after that game and. They're they're fine. It's it's next man up, right? Guys are stepping up. You got the rotation mm-hmm. on the defensive line, of course. Uh, Witherspoon went down. You really weren't sure what, what, what to make of it, but they're continuing to, to make plays in, in the secondary. And and Richard Sherman, um, said that that he came into this game with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and, and because Dante Pest told, Dante Pettis <laughs> told him he'd been talking to Kyle Allen and their friends, and, and Allen pretty much told Dante that. That they were just going to try to pick on Sherman. Sherman, of course, comes up with an interception, and and the funny thing about all that is that they're pushing each other's buttons now, right? On on both sides, on, on both sides of the field, offensively and defensively. And, <laughs> and, and and to this day, I don't know that Richard Sherman even knows that this is the truth, and I, I don't even know if if Pettis, Pettis purely could have just made it up just to motivate Sherman, and, and and Sherman believes that, but he doesn't even care because he went out there, he played with a chip on his shoulder, he ended up getting that pick. They're continuing to motivate one another, and um, (laughs) it's amazing. And and, and, and a guy like Richard Sherman, who he's nine years in, and I sense there's, I don't want to say a new fire in him, but he's highly motivated playing with these guys and also taking on that leadership role with these younger guys, but still having that chip on his shoulder like, hey, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. I can still play. Um, the, The... all of that together, I think, has been huge for this team, especially on the defense side of the ball.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I love it. First of all, I don't even know if it's new motivation. Sherm's just always motivated. That's why when he was out there, I was on social media. I was texting Sherm directly, like, come put on the colors. I was like, man, put on that 25. Go out there and do it. It was like, you, you know that 25 in, in Niners colors matters to me. That number matters to me in those colors, and I was like, "Dude, put it on and go get it done," uh, because that's just how he plays all the time. So I don't think there's extra motivation. It's just he's loving the fact that guys get it. That's one of the greatest things for a veteran player when you when you're out there and you see guys that want to get better and they feed off of it. And that's one of the things that. The old heads, Keenan Turner was there with me every single morning. Matt Millen, Ronnie Lott, these guys were in there, and, and they were teaching me the game. And that was one thing that they told me. They said, all you owe me, and all of these guys, almost to a word, said the, said the same thing. All you owe me is that when you see the next guy who gets it, you spend time with him, and, and you teach him what I'm teaching you. And that's that's what it meant. That was part of being a niner. That was part of understanding what what it was to be a part of that family. I love how you you brought up how how Dante Pettis made that comment to Sherm. Just it pushing his buttons. True. It may have not been true. Can I tell you Ken Norton was Ken Norton, we found out he would do it all the time. <laughs> he would he would literally go up to the to the secretaries upstairs and have them send messages down to different individuals that so-and-so from the last team or or the team you were playing that week had sent a message. He needs you to call because he's doing this to you. He's going to score on you or he, or he's going to get this many sacks on you. It's it's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah. Ken Norton was a master of that. Some of the, some of the comments that you, you get a message And, you know, it'd be like, you know, like this guy said he's going to catch three balls off the top of your head. You know, it was just it was just really funny. But but also everybody would know about that. And you were like, I can't let that happen. So whether it was real or not, (laughs) you were like, I can't let this happen. So these guys are out here with one another pushing, pushing each other's buttons. But you know what they're doing you see it on the field they're having fun. fun they're compete they're competing with each other and they are tr- they are not satisfied with questions that i answered today uh dealing with you know some some national media and some arizona media where i'm just like everyone's like how do these guys prevent uh overlooking someone and I'm, and i'm like so you guys say this like they're done you guys say this like they're satisfied with being 7 and 0 oh. i was like they haven't done anything yet and, and, and a lot of people, it, they kind of they kind of pause for a second when I said this. And I said, I said, can I explain something to you guys? I said, you're dealing with the 49ers organization and these guys walk into a building every day and they understand that they have to put more furniture in that trophy case. You got to understand that that's all that matters. And, and I told them I said, I've had conversations with guys and I know there's old heads. Most old heads feel this way. When you talk about the Jim Harbaugh years, everyone talks about how great it was. I said I know a lot of guys that view that as the guy who lost the Super Bowl, and Niners don't lose Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, and, and they and they were like, "What?" And I was like, mm, "Yeah." I said, "I said so." You're supposed to be happy. I said that's the difference with this organization. I said you don't celebrate a lost Super Bowl. Like that's not a good year.
2: Yeah, that that's one of the <laughs> things that stuck out to me you know upon us starting to do this podcast and and you kind of conveying certain things to me about the Niners and the Niner way was was just those thoughts about Jim Harbaugh to, to a lot of people he was the guy that kind of came in and I don't know what I don't want to say resurrected the franchise but he got them into winning again he got them back into being contenders again in in the NFC but When you look at it, and it's the same in pro sports, right? If you're the Yankees, if you're the Lakers, um, all around pro sports, those iconic franchises and the 49ers are certainly in that group. You don't celebrate second place right no, you, you, you don't no. you, you don't you don't you don't you don't celebrate falling short right it, it's it's the banner or it's nothing right you don't celebrate division titles you don't celebrate playoff appearances it's all about winning the it's about being the last man the, the last team standing at the end of the day and 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 i think that's that's huge and and, and that resonates with me even a little bit more now having having had these these discussions with you right here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. This this is the stuff that you get from the Super Bowl champ from 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 the 40, former 49er Eric Davis. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. Um ED, we 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 got to get into Tevin, right? I mean, mm-hmm. three touchdowns. Um he he just went ham on, on that entire Panthers D, de- and this is a really good Panthers defense coming into this game. Um, I, of course, I thought the Niners would be able to have some success running the football, but I didn't see Tevin just going ham like he did on Sunday.
0: Um, I'm going to go back. This is uh, see. This is the thing um, about a team. And someone asked me this about um, Robert Sala. They were they were talking about the defense and 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 um, the difference. And I said the difference is you have players that not only understand, I said it's a solid system defensively, but you have just talented players that can execute the system. The reason I bring that up for the defense is that you have someone that understands what is supposed to be done um, in the running game. Someone who's been in Kyle Shanahan's system uh, multiple years and he knows what's supposed to happen. And so he can execute what's going on. Um, yes, Tevin has to had to execute what was um, being asked of him on the field. So along, so did a lot of other guys. But the scheme and the way they put the linebacking crew of the Carolina Panthers in a bind was phenomenal. It it, it was phenomenal. This is another one of those situations, well, where, where um, um, Kyle. Um, uh, th- th- this, this, the run game coordination for this, for this matchup had angles and leverage set on those, set on those running backs to where you had a guy in Luke keekley They understand who they're playing against. This is the brilliance of what Kyle and that offensive crew does. They understood who they had to attack in the run game. And you, we all know they want to run the ball. But they put this guy in a bind. He's fast enough to run underneath things. Um, he's he's smart enough at times to know when to play over things. But the way they had the run scheme set up on that next level, and the way they would have sometimes you, you'd have Kittle slow playing things at the line of scrimmage, and then he'd step up. So now, as the running as the second level has to commit, if they go over heaven cuts back if he goes under he goes outside so it was like pick your poison with the scheme but then you have to have the back that's smart enough patient enough to execute it and then put pick him up and put him down when he's wide open and that's what they work to perfection and it's a thing of beauty when you have brilliant play callers and then you have players that can execute it. And that's what the Niners have going right now on both sides of the ball, man. So this, this they, put, they put Coleman in the perfect position to be able to make some plays. Offensive line executed extremely well. Tight ends, wide receivers on those blocks at the second level executed extremely well. Tevin, you have to be able to pick your poison and know where to go based on what we're trying to set up. And he hit it how many times? One, two, three, four, almost (laughs) six. He
2: he he got out. He got Tevin definitely got after it. He had he had it was a hundred yard rushing performance for him. Of course on only eleven carries, so he he was averaging nearly a first down per pop. He had the three touchdowns in the run game. Then okay, uh, I'm sorry. He also had.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I got to stop you right here. Um. I, I had to text you during the game, but I want you to say it in front of the world right now. remember when we had this conversation that the 49ers run game wasn't dead because the fullback was going to be out yeah i was a little I was a little nervous
2: I was a little nervous tell me you're sorry i I, I apologize I Thank apologize you you, you, you you're, you''re you're right on and 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 I guess that's what I get for 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 taking uh taking advice from a man named booger right? I uh, he, uh, Bo- we had that
0: conversation. Bo-
2: Booger had me drinking the Kool Aid, Ed. He had me drinking Kool Aid. I was like, was, "Oh, be, you, you check is out. The season's over."
0: <laughs> that's see, see that that's, that's your fault for drinking Kool Aid after a guy named Booger, <laughs> who drinks Booger's Kool Aid. Come that on, man. Is,
2: that is for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. He 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 had me drinking a whole gallon of that, of that piece on, on Monday night as well, and and, uh, and 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 but but to that point though, you, you come back. The Rams game and, and the running game wasn't necessarily all of that, but um, they uh they, yeah, sir, they're getting it done. And, and 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 to your credit, and you mentioned that back then. It's, I mean, who who can you put there, right? You you can put a, a number of guys um, back there at fullback and and still get you know those, those similar similar type of results. And mm-hmm. I mean, so so far, I mean, so far we so far we've seen that. Um, so it's 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 been good. And it was all around good day for. The 49ers, they they hold this Carolina team to just 230 yards of total offense. Kyle Allen just 158 yards passing, those three interceptions. There was one little small hiccup, start of the second half, where they, they allowed 13 uh, 13 straight, and, and, and that was a huge topic after the game. Guys, despite putting up a 50-piece saying, look, you know, plenty of plays we let up on, and, 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 and th- there were there – Little mistakes, you know, um, especially on the defensive side. Sherman was talking about this. Little mistakes that shouldn't have happened that happened that allowed for some explosive plays uh, uh-huh. to to occur for Carolina. Um, and so you even, never want those. Yeah, even and even with the win, guys still not satisfied about about that one portion of the game, realizing that sometimes depending on the game, that's that's all it takes. So fifty-one thirteen Niners. Uh, win this one, knocking off the Carolina Panthers, improving to 7-0 and on the season. Joining us now, former San Francisco 49er, also sports broadcaster up there in the Bay Area as well, Mike Schumann. We've got a member of the first Super Bowl championship team for the 49ers and also a member of the last Super Bowl championship team of the 49ers to this point, Schumann. You should- you should be
0: honored, R- R- Rashawn.
2: Oh, I am. I'm I'm amongst royalty right now. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I I'm seeing the colors. I'm seeing life through the colors. Uh, Frame glasses. Mike Schumann, a, a part of that Super Bowl 16 winning team. Mike, thanks so much for joining us here today.
1: Well, wow, that's uh, you got quite the bookends to live up to here, and. Uh... And then when you say Super Bowl sixteen E D, it sounds so long ago. It sounds yes, like it one does. of the first ones, right? <laughs> you know, now they're on what, fifty three or four. Was that That's... one in black and white? Yeah, exactly. What were you at? You were twenty what? 20 nine. Twenty nine. Okay, thirteen yeah. year difference. So. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway. Good to be on. So
2: I appreciate appreciate you joining us here, Mike. Um, now this this is a team, and Eric and I kind of were just talking about this a little bit. This Forty ers team—they improved to seven and zero with the win over the Panthers over the weekend. Um, but there's still a lot of people, in in, in terms of national media, right? They, they they may have their toe in the water a little bit, but they're they're afraid to go all in on this 49ers team. Why, why do you think that is the case? And, and and what do you see from this team?
1: It's kind of interesting because you know Eric, as Eric knows it part of the longtime dynasty that this team's had and the respect around the league, it's just like, nobody's given them any love right now. It's kind of like the warriors in the Bay area too, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody gives them any love. So, you know, I just think they've been so poor for so long that people want to see if it's for real and they're starting to win games now that are for real, you know, so uh, they're getting better every week. Uh, They still don't have a, you know, number one receiver. They've got some holes here and Uh there, but as Eric knows defense, you know, can solve every problem you have, and that's what they have is a great defense. Hell, Eric, you could still play in that secondary with that defensive front four. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you It sounds like you just call me old, because
0: you. Wow, you, you 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 prefaced it, but you can still yeah, play yeah. in that I, one.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to beat you to the punch, my brother. That's I would never call
0: you old. I would do that. Because some things are just so obvious, there's no reason yeah, to do it. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, no, but but being there,
1: I I
0: I know how it was trying to live up to what had already been established by you guys. You guys, you know, Super Bowl 16 started. to, You know, th- that standard was set. This is what it, this is what you're playing for. This is what you're trying to do. This is what you have to. Um, aspire aspire to become that's what i walked into Um, seeing it now being around it knowing what it takes do you feel that this group is actually
1: understanding what it takes to be a champion I think they're starting to learn, you know, what it takes, mm-hmm. you know. Champions kind of act like champions uh, until they become champions and that's kind of what I'm saying. Bill Walsh used to say that. So, and you and your teams that you were on had a lot more pressure. And we kind of fell into that first Super Bowl. Then after that, like you said, it started building and you were the last one, you know. So that the pressure on your team was probably the most of all the Super Bowl champions, but uh, I think this team started to act like it, you know, and I remember we were one and two when we started our year and one nine straight. You know, then you kind of realize you get on that roll and that's what they're on right now. But you know, Eric, somebody's going to get them. Yeah. It's hard to go 16 and 0 in the NFL. You know, so I think the Patriots were the last team to do it and they lost in the Super Bowl. So, uh, and the Cardinals own them. Uh, Sean and I were talking earlier that uh, I think eight straight times the Cardinals have beat the 49ers. So, be kind of interesting going down to Arizona and to see if uh, you know, an upset is going to happen. So uh, we would love to see him win and all, but you know how hard it is. Too. And then Thursday night games. Did you play Thursday night games in your career or no? Uh,
0: you know what? They didn't. I don't think they had the regular schedule Thursday night games. I think we had to play some because, you know, played on Thanksgiving and things like that. But it was yeah, exactly. It was, so I, yeah, I did it, but it wasn't the Thursday night game.
1: No, I just played on Thanksgiving too when I was with the Cardinals. So it's uh, and as you know, Monday you can't walk after an NFL game. Yeah. Tuesday you feel better. Wednesday you can move around. Thursday you can finally practice, and you got to play a game now. So it's uh, unfair to the players and in the league that's trying to <clears throat> promote safety. That's not good to have a game on Thursday, but it's great for the fans.
2: Is Mike Schumann joining us? Here on the Believe in 49ers podcast, you you talk Sometimes you look at the NBA schedule, Mike, and, and there are just their losses just built into the schedule. Right. Whether there's a back to back or whatnot, I, I feel like it is so incredibly tough, as you just mentioned. And Richard Sherman talked about this at nauseum, I believe it was back when he was in Seattle, about how you're not even ready to go until Thursday. But you consider all that and consider the fact that the Niners are on the road this Thursday and with that you lose a day of practice how tough that is um I, how much of a challenge is this going to be for them come Thursday night
1: well i think uh even the head coaches they just want to kind of etch out a win somehow on Thursday nights you know you know neither team is going to be full speed it's not going to be great football And uh, because of the things we've been talking about. So I think you kind of simplify your game plan a little bit because it's a short week and, uh, you know, just do the basics, be fundamentally sound and try to get a win and you don't care how it happens. So it's tough on every team that has to play it. And, you know, now that the Niners are seven and oh, they got a target on their backs, you know, them and the Patriots, the only two teams left. So Cardinals would love to be that team that knocks them off. And they're very confident Kyle Murray said, hey, if we play our game, I think we'll be okay against the 49ers. So, um, they feel like they can win, and everybody does when you play them in the NFL.
0: Yeah, well, Kyle Murray's wrong about that, but um, he's supposed supposed to think that they can play their best, and they still won't beat this team unless the, the Niners have a bad day because they're just simply better across the board. But." I was, I was talking to some guys today, actually, on Phoenix Radio, and and uh, they, they were talking about... Um, you, you, we always know how the number one and number two pick are going to be uh, related their entire career. They're going to be compared. Um, and there were questions as to whether or not there's going to be disappointment in Arizona for picking the way both is playing, picking Kyler Murray over right. Right. I say no because... You have a quarterback that has the Arizona franchise right now. They're basically 300, I mean, four, uh, 500 team. I mean, they're three, four and one um, rookie quarterback. been sacked, I think, like 24, 25 times. Doesn't have a good offensive line. Not a lot of skilled players around him, but he's still learning the game. How, how do you think they're going to view this player down the road?
1: Well, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, Bose has been kind of a freak for a rookie, as you know. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just been unbelievable. in That last game, what, he had three sacks and interception? So, um, and you can't look at it that way. The Cardinals needed a quarterback more than they needed a guy like Boza. You know, and yeah. you can build a defense around him, but... They already have three great defensive linemen, and that's why Bose is probably not getting double-teamed because of the rest of that defensive line. So, But I like Murray. He's kind of the future of the NFL, that mobile quarterback. It'll be fun to watch this defensive line chasing him around uh, yeah. Thursday night. But uh, I don't think they're going to be uh, disappointed. I think he's going to be a player, and he's just got to figure out. You know, guys like that are, you know, short as you know, you pressure him up the middle, he can't see down the field, you know, so yeah. he's got to get out wide. So, but they'll learn how to devise the offense around him, and he's just too athletic, and, and he can throw the ball. I mean, he just throws darts, you know, he's very accurate, and uh, for a little guy, can throw the ball down the field.
2: Mike, th- this is year three for Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, that tandem. And, and things are starting to come together here for uh, for this 49ers team, for this 49ers franchise under their leadership. What is it about that third season that has allowed them to, to take such strides?
1: Well, I think any head coach, and Eric would agree, I'm sure, is college or pros. You, you need kind of a four-year plan in college. You know, that's what you get the kids for. and then, Bill Walsh was like that. Our first year, we were two and fourteen. Then we were six and ten, and then we won the Super Bowl. So by the third year, you kind of have implemented your offense and defense, and you've got players that you want to fit into the mold. I think there's only you know five or ten players left on the Niners from previous regimes, you know. So you get your own players, you get them indoctrinated to what you're trying to do, and it starts to show up in your third year. I've always kind of felt that, Eric. I don't know if you would agree.
0: I, no, I, I do agree with you um, like that. It, it takes a while to understand the system. I feel the same way about me, uh, myself even being on the Niners. When people ask me all the time, I was like, I didn't learn how to play football until my third year, where it all started to make sense. Right, right. Uh, because because I, I I got to a point to where I, I didn't – I not only knew what I was supposed to do, I knew what the guys around me were supposed to do. So right. then it I was actually – Ready to start learning football and know what the guys on the other side of the ball were doing. So you, you're right; it takes a while to get that done. But you you mentioned uh, earlier, Bill Walsh, third year Super Bowl. Um, we all know, you know, how you got there. to, you know, the catch our 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 late good friend DC uh, made that catch, uh, but DC told me this he he actually told me this and I don't know um you know where it is and, and how it is but he made the catch and we all know about the catch uh but he heard that play being called on the sideline that he knew <laughs> that Bill Watch was sending that end and you were actually the guy on the field that
1: would have been running that route uh and he ran out there and took you out is that true well, the two plays, let's see, yeah, two plays prior to the catch, they we ran the same play on the left side. And Joe overthrew Freddie by, like, 10 feet, Freddie Solomon. He mm-hmm. was wide open in the end zone on a quick out. It was the same play. It was the catch play on the left side of the field. So, uh, Dwight said, told me this years later that he'd heard Bill call a, a sweep to Linville Elliott, and then we're going to run the, the catch play again. Uh, so, Dwight just ran in the game because we had signals kind of going in and out, <laughs> and I didn't see a signal, so I was like, "You, uh, yeah. I was just like, because one of us knew we were going to make the game-winning catch, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not into game for that, but you know, but. You're in the game, you focus, and then boom, I'm out, you know. So and then, of course, they run the catch, the sweep, and then they run the catch, and Dwight makes the most iconic catch in the history of the NFL. Yes, yes. And, because, uh, so as he I told to... me. Go, go, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. As he told me 10 years later, in a fit of Catholic guilt, he goes, Shuey, i got to tell you something. And I said, what's that, man? Something wrong? And he tells me the story, and I was like, you know what? If I didn't make that catch, they'd have run me out of San Francisco, and I wouldn't have had a 30-year career in broadcasting. So I think it worked out for both of us. But uh anyway. And, and then of course Eric Wright makes that tackle on Drew Pearson or yeah. does the Super Bowl. So I said tease to White after he told me that. I said, you know, Eric Wright doesn't make that tackle. Nobody even remembers you made that catch, you know. So
0: you know, so so you know what? So there there could have possibly at Levi's Stadium been a statue of you making that catch. And there, <laughs> Adrian, and, and, there should, and there should be one of Ooh. E Wright making that tackle.
1: Uh, yeah you're right you're right man i never even thought of it ed that's good so but you know it life has a way of working itself out and then we went on to beat cincinnati in the super bowl and uh first one ever in the northeast we were in detroit played at the silver dome so uh, lucky us you know it's freezing negative 10 degrees the whole time we were there there was nothing to do and uh our bus got stuck behind traffic. There was no cell phones. and uh, So it was just a nightmare. And, but we pulled out the win and got that first one and got it started. So. It started and, it all. And I was thinking, didn't you have a pick six in your Super Bowl? Uh,
0: no, I didn't have a pick six in a Super Bowl. I didn't get in? a pick. And I should have had two, actually. I, I should have I, I had two interceptions that game,
1: but I didn't. Only one. Yeah. Okay, I'm on memory field. Pick
0: six game so. in the NFC Championship.
1: Yes, so uh, E.D. had game for you th- listening out there, and, and he claims people, they don't give him any love. He had some game, so <clears throat> could do it all and had a great sense of where the ball was at all time. I think you were talking about that in your third year you started. So I think your first year you're playing on instinct. Your second year you kind of have a slump, and then your third year it all kind of clicked. And I think that's what's happening with Witherspoon this year until he got hurt, right? Corner,
0: you know what? Yeah, it was starting to click in for him. I agree, and I, you know, Rashawn and I talked about that—that that he he was starting to look like it made sense. Tonight. And I, before he went down, would you say that same thing, Rashawn? That, that he was at, he was at a point to where I think he was playing the most consistent ball at the corner position.
2: Yeah, I think right around the time he went down, this was you know very beginning of the season. I think we both agreed that first those first three games or so. You, you could make a huge case that Witherspoon was the MVP of the defense and, and Radio Raheem, Raheem Oster, w- w- was the MVP uh, of the offense or, or one of the more more, more unheralded guys uh, on the offense. Both those guys have been playing extremely well at an extremely high level. Um, and, and Witherspoon, unfortunately, went down with that injury. But that just opens up the door for, you know, this team to, to showcase its depth. And, and so far they've seen I mean, there's injuries on the offensive line. There's injuries in that secondary, and somehow they they continue to go on without missing a beat. And also in in the backfield too, with you know with Breida being in and out of the lineup with injury, Coleman missed some time with with injuries as well. Um, you check now out, you know with with an injury. Uh, they they continue to 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 it continues to be that next man up philosophy, so to speak. Um, and, and it's interesting that you know a lot of teams aren't able to withstand you know such injuries. You lose both tackles and this team is still continuing to dominate the way that it's done and continue to put up run numbers the way that it has, I think it's nothing short of amazing. And it's kudos to Kyle Shanahan for putting guys in the right positions to be able to succeed.
1: Well, I think, too, that's what we talk about in the third year, Eric, is that, you know, you've got the kind of players that you want in your systems, yeah. both on offense and defense. So. The next man up is a guy now who knows the system, where when he first got there, he had leftovers from Harbaugh or whoever. Mm -hmm. You know, so now he's got his players in there, and uh, that's why you see what uh, Sean was just talking about, that they play so well. Like I said, two injured offensive tackles. Are you kidding me? Yeah, really. They're still running the ball, you know, which is uh, what offensive linemen would rather do. But, uh, no, it's been interesting, especially they don't really have a number one wide receiver. Yeah, what they do is that, the Kittle. Is, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Mike. <laughs> yeah, there you that, go. That, that, I agree. I agree. But that's been a know, point of contention to, here on, on this yeah, show. you get you get down to the playoffs, and they double team Kittle. Somebody's got to step up, and it just hasn't happened, you know. So uh, I they like. Get just to get Sanders. Well, yeah. What, what do you think yes, about Emmanuel right. Sanders?
2: Uh, he had a, he had a touchdown in, in the game against the Panthers in his yeah. debut. C- can he? Can he kind of fit that role? Can he be that guy? That that sure-handed guy when when Kittle you know, gets double teamed when he's seeing a lot of guys in his, in his direction?
1: I think so because you just need at least one. You know, when they don't have any, they can just double and triple Kittle. You know, they can cheat mm-hmm. towards him, you know. So now you got a guy as a pro and a veteran, knows how to get open, and then that will open up to younger players too, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I love Debo Samuel. Uh, I love Rashawn Hurd until he got hurt. Uh, so, and then Marquise is out this Thursday, I think, with personal issues uh Marquis Goodwin and um so and then you know uh, Dante Pettis and Bourne just haven't really come on so but they're more of a running team and uh, but you get to the playoffs somebody else has got to make a play you know so you can't depend on that defense so
0: well Shu, you know one thing that you have to have on both sides of the ball in the shot I I'm i I'm big on this where I say you know you you have to have a philosophy you have to have a plan and then you know you, when you have good players to execute that plan mm-hmm. you have a shot at being pretty good that was sort of the way things always were when we were wearing the colors and this is and I and I'm I'm going to ask you this because I I I I'm, I've been impressed by the way Kyle Shanahan has been able to dissect defenses and put his guys and ba- basically basically script and design big plays. He's been able to manufacture big plays based on personnel groupings and formations, motions, things like that. Um, Bill Walsh I, never coached me. He drafted me. He was in the building walking around, but he never coached me. You were coached by him. Uh, do you see any comparisons? Uh, you know, from, I know it's from afar, but do you see any comparisons in the way things are being done and executed now as
1: to when Bill Walsh was there, oh, I, I exact—it's kind of almost eerily exactly what Bill did, you know. So he was ahead of his time, you know, kind of uh, moving the offense down the field horizontally with all those shallow crosses and 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 uh, instead of vertically down the field, you know. So I think that year we won the Super Bowl. Nobody knew how to stop it, you know. I can remember running shallow crosses and linebackers yelling, "Where would he come from?" You know, because people <laughs> just weren't doing it back then. And then Kyle's doing the same sort of thing. And Bill really was a run-oriented offense. I mean, he Mm -hmm. set up the run with the pass. You know, did a little opposite that way. But he really was a run-oriented offense. Our fullback uh, also caught the most passes when we were there. So, And then Shanahan's the same way. He loves that three-headed running back of Coleman, uh, Brita, and Mostert. I love Mostert. Love him. him love him. I just love him. He's got some instincts, as you know, Eric. You just know those guys who know how to play football. Yeah. Uh, he can play any position probably, you know, so I just love him. But, uh, now Bill is the same way, you know, and I think I see a lot in Kyle and, you know, his dad worked for Bill, Mike, and then, uh, you know, so it's all been passed down. It's almost like another generation of it, you know, to watch. So uh, I just watch some of these plays and this misdirection that he has. I mean, that play Debo Samuels had that, uh, Kind of trap uh, with an inside receiver. Running yeah, running. it was like, oh my goodness. You know, so it just reminded me of what Bill did. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we're starting to see the genius of him because his first two years, he was learning how to be a head coach. You know, you'd see him on the sideline that Great first point. year. Yeah, he was just totally disheveled. You know, he had an iPad, he had charts, you know, he looked like an absolute <laughs> minded professor, you know. <laughs> And he's just used to being a coordinator. Now all of a sudden he's got to manage an entire team, an entire game, you know. So now he's learned how to become a head coach too, I think, and also call the play. So uh, it's been fun to watch, you know. And uh, you know, you were kind of the tail end of Camelot, you know. And then there's a big gap, and now maybe we're seeing it again. It you know, would so. be nice.
2: <clears throat> Last thing from, from me, Mike. Uh, getting a little way, a little bit away from 49ers talk, but it's been a, a huge topic on on all of our. All of our shows here on, on the Believe Podcast Network, the, the NCAA implementing um, a, a new rule today, allowing players to be able to, to profit, to benefit from the use of their name, their image, and their likeness is something that they think will, should be in play no later than January 2021. Um, you're a longtime sportscaster up there in, in the Bay Area. Uh, so, you, so you covered, you know, a lot of different things, not not just the 49ers. Well, and, and you also played at the college level as well, playing at Florida State. So you were once a student athlete uh, as well. What's what, what kind of your, your thoughts on this? Is this something that you think is long overdue? Or do you think they're opening up uh, a, a, a can of worms, something that they may not be able to dig themselves out of? What, what, what's your what, what's your initial reaction to, to hearing this ruling come down?
1: Well, I think it's kind of long overdue, but it's also going to be a can of worms. You know, I think the toughest thing will be how do you implement it? You know, they can make money off their likeness and name and, uh, you know, and then there's a senator. I think it's Barr right now in North Carolina that's trying to pass legislation that, well, if that's the case and you're on scholarship, then that's income and you work for the university and it shouldn't be taxed. If you're making money off your likeness, so it's it's opening up all kind of cans of worms, and uh, and then Eric, how do you implement it? Like if you got a star quarterback, yeah, he's going to make money off his jersey sales, mm-hmm. but the second team tackle's not going to. So he does he, does he get nothing? You know, does everybody sp- put it in a pool and they spread it out among the ninety players? Do seniors get more than freshman players? You know, there's just so much to be worked out. I just don't see, uh, you know, is the NCAA in charge of this? How they can regulate it, you know, police it? It's just, I mean, and I think players, because we were both on scholarship. We got tuition, food, rent, uh, room and board. But that was it. You know, I got a $15 stipend for laundry a month. And so you have no spending money. That's -hmm. why you see a lot of these athletes in college getting in trouble, you know, trying to. Find some cash to spend. So I think I'm torn, you know, because it's an amateur sport. But if you're making billions of dollars on it, the kids somehow should be compensated. Yeah. And see, see, I
0: that's where I am. See, first of all, I don't think it's an amateur sport because they are making billions of dollars off of it. So it's not an amateur sport. You just have free labor. So that's the way I view it. Yes. And, right. and I think that the players and, and I think that this is a great step towards the NCAA getting involved and in actually saying, OK, we have to now these decision makers have to now say, look, we have to just just say that this is something that has to be done. let's agree to do it. And these players, I've said it for years. It's really simple. You can be on full scholarship. You can be on a full academic scholarship. And let's just say you are a chemistry major on full academic scholarship. You can work for a chemistry professor and be on work study and get paid for it while you're on academic scholarship. They need to do the same thing with athletic scholarships. And then that way the backup tackle is getting paid. It's it's, it's work study through the school so that you – because you can't go out as a student athlete and get a part-time job.
1: You don't have time. No. So, and and it's it's illegal in the NCAA. You yeah, can't have so, a job during the school year. Yes. Yeah, so you need to be able to
0: you need to be able to have yourself in a situation to where you can earn some money to do, like you said, to wash your clothes, to buy a pizza, to do it. And I think that way it gives it gives the NCAA some way to legislate it, some way to say that this is this is the cap that we're going to put on it because they had no choice. Once it was approved in California, now yeah. there's there's no parity, because I'm sorry, if I'm the star player in, in the South, I'm not going to Clemson or Alabama when I can go to USC or UCLA and, it, hell, for that matter, go to go to San Jose State and get paid.
1: Well, and it will change <laughs> the recruiting that way also, you know, with, yes. depending on what college you're going to. And I think in some ways, too, this is the best way to ease into it, with just the likeness of the players, there's no set, you know, salary or cast system, so to speak, you know. So, you know, well, that's what can It's I the change? only way happen? to kind of ease into it. But then, on the other hand, you got a kid on an academic scholarship now. All of and like you said, he's work studying and getting paid. Is he supposed to get his scholarship tax too? So it flips it that way also. So it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a huge can of worms that I just don't. Yeah, you know, they've got what two years to get it done. Yes, so it, it'll take all two years to do it. That's all,
0: and then some.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I know you took a cut and pay to come in the NFL. So, oh,
0: man, I <laughs> we went to, already, I, dude. That. Dude, I went to a I went to a Division two school. You, you, I was lucky to get fed.
1: Did I say you in the sweat? <laughs> you in the swack or no?
0: <laughs> no, I, it was it was called the Gulf South Den. That's where I was. I was. Yeah. I mean, I was. I was at a school where. Where we, I mean, there were four thousand students there, and so please trust me, they weren't doing anything. But with that being said, they did take care of us, and I would, I would go back to the same place and do the same thing all over again if I could. And you're the, the star boys. of that team. You're the star of that team, so. you, man. You know what? I had eight guys. I had eight guys off my squad go pro. We had some pretty good players. We wow. had some pretty
1: good players. But That's I was, a, yeah. you know, wasn't bad for D D two school. No, not at all. So. Um, but I mean, what your thoughts? Uh, they're seven zero going into Thursday night. You know, it's ripe for an upset. I just don't see the Cardinals pulling it off. I mean, what do you think?
0: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my thoughts on this, and then you talking to me, uh, Rashad. I want you to do that because see, my thoughts to your question. You can see this 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 um, news man. He's interviewing us on our podcast. He, he, is. he um, is. Yeah, I love it. That's why I love you. Uh, my thoughts on this one. I I've already said it. I'll say it again. Um, I don't think that this team is the type that is going to overlook anyone because I do believe that there are enough guys on the 49ers squad that know that they haven't done anything, they haven't accomplished anything. Um, I think you have the right type of coaching staff that will be able to keep that mindset going, that, that this is just another step. Um, and the most important part of it is that this team – has done something, which i You know, I've been saying all year long. One of the key elements of being a good team is beating the teams that you're supposed to.
1: Beat. That's right. We call them, we
0: call those better.
2: Ericisms here, Mike. We they are, call those they are, Ericisms. They are, That's true.
0: They're they're they flat out better than the Cardinals. They are they yeah. are a better football team so in every phase. Yeah. So they should beat them. And right. I think that this team understands that this is a game you don't lose. You. Because you can't lose to a Cardinal team that's not going to be in the playoffs. You yeah. can't allow them to affect your playoff standings. So that's why I think they win this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with it. So, and then uh, they'll be tested down the stretch, you know, but it yes, gets back a bunch of injured players, you know, so, you know, they could just get better. And uh, they will. Sometimes you want if you just stay with what's working, you know. So, uh, anyway, but it'll be fun to watch and. Uh, yeah. So, and for a Thursday night game, if we have to watch it, it might as well be the
0: 49ers. <laughs> Absolutely, shoot, because they, they have some ugly ones there. So, I don't mind this one being ugly. Yeah,
1: there you <laughs> in, go. There you <laughs> in go. our
0: favor. You
2: know. Yeah. I think, Eric, to your point, I think they've had ample opportunities to overlook a couple opponents on their schedule so far this season, right? So, why now, right? You go back to that Steelers game, with playing without Big Ben and that team being injury riddled, you – You look at the Redskins team, um, you know, going out there and that team arguably the worst in the league, if if not, you know, near the bottom of the pack. There there were plenty of opportunities to overlook opponents so far this season and they haven't. So why now? Why in a division game? Why um, on a national stage? Uh, And so it it, this team has has proven time and time again. and, And like you like you always say, you know, things are repeatable. Right. And We've seen them go up against some subpar offensive lines, and, and those offensive lines just get obliterated by, you know, that front four. And um, this isn't a team that blitzes very much. I mean, they get after it with those guys, those guys up front, and I think they do a pretty good job of just getting pressure on, on Kyler Murray and, um, and that back end just continues to do what it does on a national stage. And I think this team knows that there's still a lot of people out, out there that are not believers of them. And and I think quiet is kept. They just want to keep going about their business. And and if they're not hearing it from anybody else, I'm I'm pretty sure they're hearing it from Sherm in that locker room, let, letting them know you nobody believes in you. You know, you still haven't done anything yet. We still got a long ways to go. And he continues to preach that to them. And uh, I I think that keeps keeps the train moving right along, uh, if you will. Well, shoot.
1: No, no, yeah. no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Eric made a great point that the team's hungry, so they're not going to let down. And then also on a national stage, Lashawn, you're right. Yeah, you know, they want to prove to everybody. Oh, you don't think we're good? Okay, we got it right here. You know, so I think that's what we're going to see on Thursday. So um, two great points and very observant. Hey, th-
0: this well, was shoot. fun. This was fun, Mike. Yeah, of course, man. They shoot, I, I, know. I, I have no doubt
1: you would have made that catch, man. I, I have no doubt. <laughs> Thanks, C. Thanks. <laughs> Good talking to you. And you, you would have made that tackle. Eric made, you know. So actually, <laughs> you know would have caused a fumble. I,
0: I, you know what? I hey, hey, you know what? I appreciate that. You know, you know what? L- little known fact: no one pays attention to it because we won the game. But, um, um, I Jay Novacek almost made the first down. To keep the to keep the cowboys drive alive in that right. game. You know who right. made that tackle?
1: You. Thank you. Thank you. Twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. I appreciate that, man. All right. So <laughs> Anyone made the first catch of the catch game against Dallas? Oh, I know who that was. That, Thank that was, you. Yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah. was that was you, Shu. Thank I know. You. I've
1: seen the I've seen the film. Yeah, <laughs> six six turnovers and we still win that game. All right, go Niners, man! Thanks for having me. The great right, thanks Mike for Shul- joining us, man. the
2: great Mike Schumann, former Super Bowl champion with the 49ers and for- longtime sportscaster in the Bay Area. Appreciate the time, Mike.
0: Yeah, shoe was shoe's good people, man. It's good people. But well, yeah, I, I I had to get that out there because I don't know. I mean, maybe some people have heard it, or maybe not. But he could have made the catch. I mean, not not the most not one of the most iconic catches in. 49ers history one of the most if he, not the most iconic catch
2: in NFL in, history
0: in NFL history
2: he said that and, i
0: mean there there are books that have been written about that there you, you know you know what i mean i mean there have been multiple multiple documentaries written about that um great player great friend who did that but it's so funny and dc told me that he, he was like <laughs> he geez, he knew it was coming, <laughs> and he was like, "I got a chance to be that guy." <laughs> exactly. And he's—that's what, what I'm talking about. There are a lot of people who would run from that moment, and I think that's what the 49ers have right now. They have a lot of players that want that heat, that want that smoke. Yeah, you know, we we've we've seen people. I tweeted something out the other day <laughs> where, where people were talking about they want that smoke, but. You know what? When you start feeling the heat from the fire that, you know, that causes that smoke, sometimes things don't work out and you might not want to be in that moment. Yeah. And that's what this team has right now. They have guys that really want to be that guy who wants it. Like 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 we, like I used to always say when I played, the only way to make a play is if they're throwing at me. Because people are like, what is it like playing with Dion? Well, you know what? Don't – that's – Thank you. Thank you. I get a chance to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: You, you're going to see a lot more balls come your way.
0: Yeah, I get, I get a chance to eat. Cause, cause, you know, and, that's, and that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of guys. Like You look at Witherspoon. You look at E-Man. These guys are coming in. And I, and I'm, and I know those guys. I've, I went through that. I was a guy. I, I told you, I was a guy that played cat coverage. That's all I played in college. Cover that cat. And you cover that cat.
1: That's how it was.
0: I'm man to man. But then all of a sudden you get to a league and, and then the team, we didn't necessarily play man to man coverage all the time. We we played, you know, combinations on coverages, but now I got drafted because I played man coverage. But now the narrative is that I can't play man to man. When originally the narrative was that I came from a small school and I won't be able to understand the complicated system that we're running. But so that's how it all goes. And then when Dion comes, well, he won't be able to hold up. Well guess what? Since we're playing man coverage, I get an opportunity. And that's how these guys are feeling right now. You have you have you have players in that secondary well they're not going to throw at Sherm, they're going to throw at me. I get a chance to prove myself. And that's what you see. You saw it out of Withers- Witherspoon. We see it out of E Man. You, you you see it I, I mean you see Jimmy Ward doing it. You see Joukowsky, um doing it. Uh, you see You see it happening with him. So these guys are like, come at me and let me show you I can make a play. And that's how it is across the board. And that's when you have a team that is really doing it when the guys are out trying, when the guys are really competing beyond competing against the opponent, Dude, can't can't you tell how much fun they're having? They're competing with each other.
2: Each other, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we we, we saw it. I mean, a prime example of it was was the Washington game. I mean, guys are out there making plays, but they're out there sliding around in the rain and and in the slop and just enjoying time spent uh, with one another on the field. You know, making making plays. Um, Kyler Murray is very as 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 Shu just mentioned. Uh, Kyler Murray very very. Confident coming into this game, and and, yeah. and, and, and I guess he should be a uh, number one pick in, the, in in the draft, and and more than that, a competitor, right? You don't you don't get drafted in the top yeah. ten in in, in in two different sports and, and not be an ultimate competitor. So so that's what he is, and, and he know he knows he has luxury of being able to play at home on a Thursday night, going up against this 49ers team. Um, what what are some keys? What what are some of your keys for the Niners to to get out of there uh, with a the win come Thursday night?
0: Just show up and do what they do. And first of all, I'm going to speak on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray doesn't know what he doesn't know. So, yes, (laughs) it's great. It's great to be confident. Uh, It's great to be confident, and it's great. And of course, he he he's a talent because you 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 don't get drafted. um, You don't get drafted number one in the NFL. You're you're not a top one or two pick in the NFL uh, if you're void of talent. I mean, Ryan Leaf was a talented player. Now, just things don't work out for one reason or the other, but you have to have talent, you know, to, to be drafted that high. So Kyler Murray is definitely, without question, a talented player. But now sitting here, um, just there are some things about this Niners defense, and I told some people today, I, I said they look fast on film, but just like um, all these other quarterbacks, when you are actually on the field with these guys, and you see it in real time, how long, how athletic, and how fast they actually are, he's going to see that he hasn't seen anything like this thus far in his career, ever. Because he's never played against anything like he's about to face. If the Niners do what they've done, if they show up and repeat the actions that they've been showing thus far this season, they will be able to handle this team. This is this is one of the more more sacked quarterbacks in the league. The offensive line hasn't been able to protect him. He's going to scramble around, but he hasn't seen this type of speed, man. So I'm saying, so defensively, just do do the things that you do. Just just play the game the same way you've been playing it. And I think it's going to be very difficult for this for this Arizona team, even though they've beaten them. Um, they, you, this is this is one thing I do know about this matchup. For the for and I've had this conversation with um Larry Fitzgerald before. The Arizona Cardinals um look at the 49ers as a rivalry game. They it's a rivalry game. They they want to beat the 49ers. They get pumped. They are all up. Their fan base is all into it. it beating the 49ers is a big deal. They are all about that. The Niners look at Arizona like same old arizona cardinals <laughs> you know even even with losing it's it's they've lost you know the the last few but you still it's like it's the cardinals it's, it's like the cardinals what, what do the cardinals do i mean i when i played i felt like if you had that bird on the side of your head you were cursed <laughs> it was, it, no seriously it was like you're the cardinals like what, what do the cardinals win what do they do it's not, it's not it's not like this is some organization that I'm looking at like we we are aspiring to be a cardinal. We we need to play at that level. No. But the but that's the way but the Arizona Cardinals look at the 49ers as the standard. So they always play at a certain level. I just don't think I, dude, I don't think they had the horses. I, I just I just really don't. I don't see this team overlooking them, but I just simply think that this team After what they've shown me, bad weather game, on the road, you found a way to win. Multiple turnover game, high turnover game, where you had to come back from behind, you found a way to win. Completely dominating um, a team, a good football team, like the other day, and then not allowing yourself to fall into a lull and let them come back. Winning that way, you've been able to do it. I, I mean, this team just – they they know how to win football games. A lot games. of
2: different ways they won football yes, games this year.
0: Yes, And I think they're going to – and I think you definitely know how to beat a, a team that you're better than. And the Niners are better than the Arizona Cardinals. And, yeah, I mean, they're going to lose a game. It's, it's going to happen at some point uh, because that's just the way the NFL works. But I don't think this is it.
2: Cardinals have knocked off the Niners eight straight times with the Niners – 7 and 0 on the year looking to continue to uh improve on that winning streak to start this 2019 campaign when they go to Arizona on Thursday night so uh the, the entire all eyes will be on this Cardinals Niners game and 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 another opportunity to to uh to make an even greater point to a lot of the skeptics out there who uh, really aren't sure what to make of this 49ers team to this point I mean if you don't know by now not really sure what else this team can do not not really sure what a, a win against the Cardinals on a Thursday night will do for you but if that's what you need then have at it have <laughs> at it
0: <laughs> I don't know what they I don't know what they want and what's happening but you, you I, I i I had to know because I didn't know what was going to happen and, and how these guys were going to come together. Um, but, you know, it, it's documented. Why I said, hey, they did everything they were supposed to do in the off season. They improved on paper. Let's see how they play. After week three, going into actually going into week three, I was like, oh, no, they're going to win this. Team. They're going to win that game. You and I had that discussion. And, and after that, I was like, OK, they've shown me that this is a good ball club. Now let's see how good they can be. And that's where we are right now. They, we are in the process of seeing how good this team can be, and I'm with you on that one. Hey, right? Hey, if, if you have to, if you still need a, a win over an, a, an average at best Cardinals team to say, "Hey, this is what it's going to take to say that this is a solid football team," okay, I, I'm all right. That's a you problem, I, I guess. It's yeah, that's you. You have the right. But, hey, this this team, they they have an opportunity to do some big things because um, I talked about it earlier, and I'll say it again. You, this team is solid. Um, even with injuries, they're solid everywhere.
2: Yeah. Every, yeah. I, yeah.
0: I, I mean, wh- wh- where where is the weak point of the Niners football team? And when you have to take time to think about it, because we can point out a bunch of ball clubs and say, well, they need this. They need that. They, do. You know, tell me the weak part of the team. And they don't they don't really have one. You may want to improve something, but you don't have anything that's weak. Yeah. Solid ball club. They, yeah. They've shown it
2: with the depth. We talked about Justin School a lot on here. Uh, you know, w- with him being in there, McGlinchey going down as well, so you- you're losing both your your starting tackles. Uh, Ross Dwelly coming in there and and playing a lot of fullback in in the absence of of Usechek. Um, you-, you talked about Eman earlier with him stepping in for for Witherspoon. I mean, it's 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 just uh, a a comedy of depth here on this team, uh, and not just depth, but quality depth that they've mm-hmm. been- they've been able to show. And and a guy like Ronald Blair the third, who's Listed as your third-string defensive end on the depth chart, crazy, and him crazy making the plays that he's making. So it, it'll it'll be Niners and Cardinals on Halloween on a Thursday night. We're just coming at you once this week because of the Thursday night game, but we'll be back next week on our regular schedule to to recap this game against the Cardinals and also preview the big Monday night affair. Uh, with Seattle, we'll have we'll have both of those both of those shows for you next week. So we we'll back on our regular schedule next week, just an abbreviated version this week with a shortened week for the Niners and the Thursday night game. Uh, special thanks to 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 Shu. For for joining us today, uh, yeah. Mike Mike, Mike Schumann providing some great analysis. Uh, just rings galore on this one. Super Bowl champion Mike Schumann, of course. I get to be with a Super Bowl champion, UED, uh, week in and week out. So a lot of a lot of Niners lore packed into this broadcast, and so. Uh, special thanks to Shoe for joining us as well on that, and also a special thanks to you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and uh, send send the tweets. My my man Compost. Uh, hopefully it'll be Pina Colada time once again on Halloween as the Niners go <laughs> to Arizona. Tell, it's catching on, Ed. It's catching on. I, I, I get and it. Well, I, all of you
0: guys need to. A- Get a glass of milk.
2: <laughs> I get a tweet from a man every week, after every win. I get, I get a tweet from a man, pina colada time. So, so hopefully we get another one on Halloween. Uh, he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe and 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see y'all next week. Appreciate it. Peace.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile